Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. And you're joining us today for our reading of Chapter 2 of what we're calling The Tale right now. I don't really know. I like the arrogance of it, you know? It's, it's just the like tale. the tale. It's yeah, the tale. A, there are many tales, like but this is the like, one. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, so Chad's going to take it away. This is a chapter that I wrote, and Chad has not read this. Chad didn't give me any direction. Uh, if you're listening now for the first time, uh, if you go back and listen to the first episode, the way that we're doing this is Chad writes a chapter and then I read it without looking at it, without giving Chad any sort of direction on what I want the story to be like. And Chad does the exact same thing. I haven't even looked at this one time. I'm so excited to see what you did. <laughs> so if you haven't heard this, it might be confusing. So go back and watch, listen to the like 11 minute episode. Yeah. And once we get like two or three more on YouTube, we're going to make a playlist that cuts out us chatting like we're doing right now and literally just has the chapters being read. So it'll go like an audio book and kind of flow from one. Totally. Um, chapter to the next. All right. Take it All away, right. Chad. Without further ado, this is Chapter 2, written by Evan. Akora watched the lad sprinting through the forest and heaved a heavy sigh. She'd told the gangly idiot a hundred times not to trample through her land, but a good set of ears was wasted on the youth. The boy was all knees and elbows, unfit to pull a cart or work a saw. His grandmother was a flighty old bat prone to babbling fits about flying lizards of all things. Len's father was stout enough by her standards, but what little money he brought in couldn't keep his family's roof from sagging. Skinny as twigs, the lot of them. And to have a son so dim, Akora shook her head. She'd sooner drown the poor lad and save the village the trouble of picking up his slack. What use could he possibly be other than to rankle her nerves and cause her pigs unrest? Hard times call for hard folk, her mother used to say and she was hard as stone. The queen's taxes were nothing short of robbery this season. What little trade the village could manage seemed swallowed by pampered bureaucrats a thousand leagues away. Didn't seem fair to Akora. By next season, the whole town might be in straits as dire as Len's family. She clicked her tongue and frowned as Len disappeared amongst the trees. Surely he wasn't after the mushrooms. She rocked back in her chair, the wood groaning. Had the boy seen the crop of Elkinids? Just the day before, one of her pigs had loosed itself from the pen and scurried into the woods. Bones aching, she'd chased it down and found the fat little thing mewling over a cluster of fungus, shimmering like an oil slick in the patchy light. A rarity, and a damn lucrative one at that. And this tangle the biggest she'd seen in her fifty years. She'd plucked one and hurried home, hiding it safely in her nightstand's top drawer. But as she heard the receding rustling and cracks issuing from the forest beyond her little plot of land, she cursed herself for not harvesting the lot. Possession of so many elkinids would land her in a heap of trouble, enough to have her brought to Grinwald for trial. Yet her dwindling supply of whiskey and barley bread was nearly enough to convince her. An image came to her mind of that boy plucking the priceless mushrooms from the ground. Stupid grin plastered to his face, and she shot from her rocker with a painful spasm shooting up her spine. She grimaced and trudged down the steps, calling for her pigs to wait for her and to behave. As she reached the line of lodgepole pines, she stopped. She spun on her heel and crossed the yard to a splintered tool shed overgrown with moss and vines and wrenched the door open, sending dust and lichen spinning from the wood. One of her sows croaked at her, but she shooted away and reached inside. Out of the darkness, she produced a hatchet, its handle burnished and splintered. The blade was dull and chipped, but she didn't intend to use it on the boy, just scare him off. The mushrooms were as good as property. Her property. And what use was a weapon if not to settle business? 
Akura huffed and slapped the blade against her palm. She closed the tool shed door and stomped across the yard and into the trees. <laughs> this is great. I love how both of our stories end on this like cliff, like this edge of anticipation, like what's going to happen next? And totally. neither of us have fulfilled any amount of the anticipation. No, if anything, yeah, I, I could have taken it and just been like, all right, so this is the chapter where this kid eats one of these things and it goes nuts. But um, I don't know. I, I kind of have to write in that he was stupid enough not to like realize he thinks he was in the middle of the forest and he doesn't realize there's like a house close enough for her to like be on her front porch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. This kid. Uh, I'm sorry I made your character dumb, Chad. He's an oaf. <laughs> no, you he turned him into he, a... <laughs> She thinks no, he fine. is. Um, he, he very well could be. Who knows what he's going to turn into? Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what's going on. I might. Maybe she I, kills him. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like it gets out of hand, you know? Who knows? <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be the worst. That would be the, the story absolute just gets worst. Super gory. <laughs> I don't know. In my mind, I know we're not supposed to give a ton of direction, but in in my mind, I was like, well, it would be so cool if like both of them. Don't, no more. No more. No yeah. More. Okay. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Okay. Me. Okay. Keep going. Keep going with it. Effect what i write you know but in your first chapter you had said something oh my god (laughs) in your first chapter you had said something about like the neighbor person with the pigs that was like kind of an ass or something and i was like it'd be so cool if we got that person's point of view you know like it was just this neighbor who was actually an ass and like super grumpy and was just like what is this stupid kid doing no i like that a lot that was kind of like the direction i went yeah and you took a tiny little sliver it's like actually really some of those cleverest things right because you took a tiny sliver of the world that i had built and you added a bunch to that little sliver and kind of expounded upon it. And it's a better sliver than like a cave that I mentioned. It's a character, which is obviously deeper and more fun and more uh, dynamic. Right. And now we've got uh, it's it's uh, illegal to have this many of these mushrooms. Dude, you know what I mean? So funny. I was going to write the reason why he wanted to hide it and like didn't tell his grandpa that he had found this or anything, but was because they were illegal to have the mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. Like she could pick one, but she's not going to walk around with a giant handful of these because in my mind, there's like a bunch of them. A shitload. Yeah, yeah, it's like they they grew into this big collection of mushrooms and she was like, oh, my God, I could sell these for so much money. But if anybody finds me with them or this stupid kid, you know, so uh it's enough to be brought to grinwell for trial apparently (laughs) yeah not just a simple little village hearing no no she'd be she'd be taken and so would that kid so uh yeah anyway um that's gonna do it for us today everybody thank you so much for listening loved it nice work man yeah yeah well join us next week when we put out the next chapter and uh we'll see where this weird little mushroom story goes we'll see what happens (laughs) in the tale all right everybody thank you so much for listening hope you have an awesome rest of your day and of course happy reading bye everybody